Hi. Oh, where's my voice? <laughs> Before I couldn't hear, now I don't have a voice. <laughs> well, we are all here. We are uh, all technically present. Uh, let's get to the hellos. Hello, fuck you, tube. Skip Murray, Ronnie1M, Adrian Mason. Uh, we got down here, uh, Daniel Levy. Uh, I think that's all we got at the moment. Addie Thank Sue. you, guys. I see Addie in there. I see Adrian. Did I not say that? Okay, Addie. Jenny, I think you hello. missed Addie. We can't miss Addie. I don't know how I can, <laughs> but uh, I did. And anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us, everybody in the chat, everybody tuning in later on the replay crew. Um, <clears throat> we do have a special guest today. Um, but before that, just a brief chat. Hey, Kristen, how you doing? <laughs> doing me? good doing good i'm uh on my own this weekend my husband's out uh hopefully trying to get a deer we'll see how that goes my son my younger son just sent me a picture he got a deer already and it's like the second time he's ever been hunting and my poor husband's never gotten a deer in like 25 years of trying to get one so i'm like you didn't send that to, to jeremy did you he's like i just did and i'm like oh no i hope he gets a deer this year <laughs> but other than that uh things have been good um, Super. Oh, we do have uh, we do have um, Logan in the background running things today, so I take no responsibility. <laughs> no, we love Logan. I'm just, I'm just teasing Logan. I was being bossy to him earlier, so don't forget this. Don't forget that. How you been? Good. Uh, I think I'm through the funk or whatever I was in. I was. I've been sick. I was. I traveled. Oh. I got jet lag. We got the time change. I had a cold oh, yeah. or something that kept coming back. So this, I think like Wednesday was kind of the first day that I felt like back. So uh, we're back and I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm excited um, for the show. I'm very excited for this show. But yeah. So uh, without further ado, we'll get right into it. First with the, a little bit of legislative talk. Um, Let I, uh, Logan uh, run a little, uh, run that no. beautiful footage, Logan. We <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so just just really quickly, um, first of all, uh, we still have an active engagement up for uh, the federal tax proposal, uh, tax equity, tax parity. It's not, um, but um, that is still active. Uh, the threat level of that may not be as severe as we think, but it is an excellent time to send your messages, send your stories. Uh, to your lawmakers and let them know that this issue is important and that this bill is horrible. Uh, it is likely to keep coming back year after year. It's one of those things where they just keep trying to grind everybody down. Uh, it's a horrible idea. No one should be ground down and accept it. Um, so if you haven't already, go to our website. When we actually need a really big push on this, if we need a really big push on this, we'll send out an email and we'll get everybody engaged. Um, but for now, we've already had thousands of people participate. So um, it's it's already a good good showing of of you know opposition to this bill. So uh, and thank you, Addy Tune, for putting that the bill numbers in the in the chat. It's HR fifty seven fifteen or S twenty nine twenty nine, I believe. Um, the other uh, bit of news to be on the lookout for: uh, Michigan just had a slew of bills introduced. Um, the, the Michigan legislature is adjourned for the year, so we don't expect this to be uh, an issue until the start of session next year, but people should be aware of it. Uh, I, I intend to put some information up on our website about these bills when I get a little bit more details, um, but uh, it's everything, you know, flavor ban, uh, taxes, there's licensing, um, there's some other stuff going on, uh, but of course, the ones that we're concerned about are going to be licensing, I'm sorry, uh, flavor bans and taxes. Um, and so uh, if that becomes an issue, you can expect CASA to do what CASA does and uh, raise the alarm and get people engaged. Um, so that's Michigan. And we'll end on a high note. Uh, it seems that Oregon has dodged a bullet this year. Um, uh, as uh, Lindsay explained to me when we were in the pre-show, um, there's a limited window for bills to be introduced and a flavor ban bill did not get introduced. So Oregon does not have to be on high alert next year. I wouldn't put it past someone to pull some shenanigans and substituting language for a bill that's already in the process. But as far as we can tell, um, Oregon, you're off the hook for 2024. But and that's uh, people were I mean, wondering what that tweet was about that we tweeted yesterday about Oregon 
this is what we okay. were talking about. <laughs> I don't I don't spend any time on the platform formerly known as as Twitter. Um, so <laughs> thanks for filling me in on what Kasa is posting I, about. I still call it Twitter. I just can't get over it. Okay. Anyway, so right. that Until that is a very it. brief brief and spectacular legislative rundown, and we can <laughs> roll the other bean footage. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Lindsay Stroud. Uh, good to see you. Uh, and oh, thank you. Uh, as the title suggests, we are going to be talking about some of the, re the recent uh, youth vaping, youth tobacco use data, the National Youth Tobacco mm -hmm. Survey. Uh, Lindsay is, uh, excels at crunching the numbers on these things. So you make a, a really good guest for this topic. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to be contributing to this. So this is really kind of between you and Kristen. Um, but I was the um, one who said we had to get you on for this. I'm like, we got to get Lindsay. It's too bad we couldn't. Yeah, the, the, Danielle, Danielle hadn't been so busy. We would have had Danielle too, because we're like the three like people when that when these come out are just like, give it to me. I want to see and break them down. And stuff. Well, well, we lucked out too this year. We got them early. You know, because yeah. that one news that New York State, you know, newspaper that put the whole study out. I was like, this is great. We got it like five hours before we're supposed to go out. Boom. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself first for um, the folks who may not know who you are? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Okay. I've loved Kasa for, you know, for the longest time uh, since the first time that I was doing a podcast in my old days at Heartland and I kept messing up the acronym for us so I could do it now. I, I can, now I just mess up if there's a hyphen in it when I'm actually like spelling it out. Okay. You know, but after now, what, six years of doing this, I've just the acronym soup is what I'm calling it. Um, but anyways, um, I'm Lindsay Stroud. I'm, uh, I'll, I do a lot of things related to tobacco and vaping and harm reduction. Um, I'm director of the Consumer Center at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, uh, where I work with an awesome team of people, including Skip Murray, who's in the chat. All right, so thanks for joining us. She's a research fellow at the Consumer Center. And then I've, we've got um, our international fellow, uh, Martin Cullip, who's actually based out of the U.S. K um, and he's known as Nanny State on Twitter and also Dick Puddlecoat um, and actually the WH know, oh, knows who he is so he's a lot cooler than all of us but Skip's the coolest oh. of the Consumer Center she's played with Prince okay none of us anybody can beat that okay and you know so um, but really an awesome set of people I think we do a really good job at um, bringing a free market approach to tobacco harm reduction um, promoting adult rights to access to safer alternatives <laughs> to smoking um, we fight you know against uh, vaping taxes flavor bans um, working with lawmakers and just trying to explain to them uh, what these products are how they've helped people to stop smoking um, going over debunking the you know youth vaping epidemic and um, I'm fortunate enough to have my team that we're able to do it you know across all the United States and then internationally so we know way too much about it and we do all that um, I also am an, a visiting fellow with the independent women's forum I'm a board member with the American vapor manufacturers I run THR for life and I'm actually it's a president of the Indiana Smoke Free Association, but I I feel terrible because it's like totally on the back burner with everything. So <laughs> needless to say, I know a lot about all of this stuff, but um, I love it. I got involved with, you know, vaping back in 2016 when I was working at Heartland, another think tank. Um, and they were like, oh, you smoke cigarettes. You should go work on vaping. And I just fell in love with everything. And it was like, wow, I'm using my degree. I, I'm, I'm getting a taste of federal regulations, court, the, you know, the judicial process, legislation from everywhere, from the local to the state, to the county, to the federal, to the international part. So um, it's been a whirlwind adventure um, and it's been frustrating at times too, but I wouldn't, I changed a lot of things about it. I wouldn't change doing it though. I'm trying to figure out when you sleep. <laughs> Oh, okay, I know I sleep. I, well, I live in, I've been living in Florida for the past year. So, you know, I've been making sure to go get the beach in and everything. But I, yeah, this, it might be, yeah, doing emails, you know, on my phone. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. 
it's okay. I don't complain about it because it's like my toes are in the sand. Okay. Yeah, technically right. I'm working, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I have debated on like figuring out a way to bring my laptop out there, but I'm just way too afraid of the sand and coming yeah. into it on it and everything. So hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so I'll try to kick this off. Um, and um I, I actually, in imagining how the conversation would go, I figured I'd set some things up. For those who are new to this issue or new to this idea of the youth vaping epidemic or why anyone would be talking about it being debunked, um, I, I kind of wanted to give some, some background. Uh, and, and you guys can correct me if I've got my timeline wrong. But um, <clears throat> for, um, for background, by way of background, the first time we heard any official uh, uh, talk about the youth vaping epidemic was Jerome Adams as uh, in his role as Surgeon General, I believe. It was early 2017, and he gave his sort of update on uh, smoking and health uh, and referred to a youth vaping epidemic. Uh, this was on the heels of the 2017 announcement from FDA that they were sort of changing things, giving the industry more time to actually complete robust pre-market applications. There's another little bit that is not published and maybe not, you know, known outside of, you know, internally, um, and I'm not naming names or really giving any details, but early in 2017, uh, I was speaking with somebody who works on conferences, and they told me that they had talked to anti-tobacco people who were going to be attending a conference, and I guess, talking about what they were going to be presenting and so on. And part of the conversation involved an anti-tobacco person saying, if the FDA gives the vapor industry any leeway, they're going to throw everything they have at banning flavors. So when 2018 rolled around, I'm sorry, yeah, when 2018 rolled around and there was this concerning rise in youth use, according to the data, um, that was when we saw the epidemic messaging start in the summer. I believe it was, it was late spring or early summer of 2018. This is actually where Kathleen Crosby, now running the Truth Initiative, uh, she was uh, head of something, communications or whatever at FDA. They're the people that get behind. They, they like work on the, all of the, the anti-campaigns that they do, the education campaigns. Um, and she talked about how the FDA arrived at using the youth vaping epidemic as part of their real cost campaign messaging. They focus grouped it. It's not a scientific use of the word. It never has been a scientific use of the word. Uh, you know, from a, a, a numbers perspective, there was not a youth vaping epidemic. What the, the as I you know, introduced it earlier, this is a concerning rise in youth <coughs> experimentation of these products. But that did not stop the FDA from promoting hysterical statements like youth vaping epidemic. Um, since then, uh, and, and the AVM had uh, Brian King on a podcast, was that earlier this year? Um, I still am having problems with time and dates. Um, no, they were one of the first people to get him actually on. I'm so proud of them for that one, yeah, <laughs> even though he didn't answer crap. <laughs> excellent job. And he was asked point blank about that language, the vaping epidemic. Uh, and he clearly stated that in his time since he has been with FDA, no one has used that language. Uh, and so it, it's, you know, we are sort of in the camp of there has really never been a youth vaping epidemic. The FDA has since confirmed that there is at least no longer an FDA, a, a, a youth use epidemic. And so uh, with all of that background, let's talk about the data. What, Lindsay, did the National well, Youth Tobacco Survey tell us, or uh, Kristen, if you if you like, guys want to jump gonna... in, I'm taking this in weird places. Just she's got me. slides. Let her start it. She's already got the slides done. Yeah. Well, we talked about the pre-show that I just wanted to go through these real quick, and then we're going to go back and kind of talk about them. Um, let's see. Oop, that's something what I want though. Okay. All right. Um, Essentially, what these what these new numbers show, because we one of the things we needed was time. We needed time to see where these trends were going. And if you look, you can see on this chart, this is the high school trends. You can see on this chart where Alex is talking about 2017, and then it rose a little bit in 2018. Uh, and 2019 is when it really kind of 
went crazy and then it just dropped right down. And I've got four charts. Um, I'm going to go through them really quick. But what what they'll basically show is there's 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 several things, not just the the vaping epidemic, but there's that it's not that it's not not only was there not an epidemic, it was just a fad. It also shows that there was no gateway to smoking. Because when we get these vaping numbers, we always get the always we get the smoking numbers. Also, uh, there's no kids haven't been hooked on a lifetime of addiction. Flavors haven't hooked kids because they track flavors in these. They started tracking flavors in these uh, um, surveys as well. Uh, vaping did not ex uh, vaping did accelerate smoking declines. The latest one you may have seen Stanton Glantz's new study uh, saying that. It, uh, there's no correlation between the accelerated uh, smoking declines and increases in vaping, which was a complete lie. Um, and another thing that they always claim was that vaping has slowed the declines in smoking. Um, so those are all things that these numbers can help uh, debunk, essentially, along with the fact that there was no actual um, epidemic. Uh, and you can see here, high school vaping was a fad that peaked in 2019. It was largely sparked... Uh, by, um, let me see, I got to, I'm losing my, um, by the anti-vaping alarmism that Alex was talking about that started in 2017 and 2018. Good call, Alex, because that's exactly what happened. You had tobacco control was freaking out so much and they started all these anti-vaping campaigns from the, the CDC, the FDA, Truth Campaign. And just like, um, it's not, not, not don't say no, it was the other one where the, the drug anti-drug campaigns that went that basically told this kids all about the drugs, drugs that they can do the one like those campaigns that, that basically told them here's all the drugs that exist and here's how you do them and here's how you know Dare. and they basically did that they said all your friends all your friends are, are vaping because they said all these kids are vaping and and they come in great flavors and you can hide it from your teachers and parents and you can, here here's a picture from the fda look you can even yeah do they're the ones bathroom. they're the ones <laughs> teaching the kids what they can do and not the kids <laughs> teaching them what they can do <laughs> I was thinking of D.A.R.E. D.A.R.E. was the one I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. So all their campaigns had the exact opposite effect. And you just saw interest sky rise or skyrocket um, instead of discouraging it. So but here you can see it peaked in 2019 and just dropped. But all along and it's the such way, a peak, too. If you look at that, like I'm I'm not even a mathematician person. OK, I did take a stats class for college and it sucked. Uh, but like you can see that's a peak okay you can see i mean that is a statistic like analysis there that it's like okay that something happened i know what happened i'm not going to call them out on why it was like that because it wasn't just that one company's fault but it was it was pods that came out that really helped i think oh here's the fad and that stuff when you brought up that about this when you said that we're going to talk about the myts what also i think that that's really and in, in, uh indicative of is the fact that it's current use is defined as uh, once, uh, even one time in the past month. And I think with the whole how high it was in 2019 with that peak too, that everything that we were sitting there and saying was true. That wait, this is the majority of the kids who were doing this the current because of the way that you were defining it were kids who they went to the they went to a party the past two weeks or something and they hit somebody's sleeping device. So, but it's such you could just see it even looking at that chart. Yeah. It's just, in all fairness, it's just Jewel, an anomaly. In all fairness to Jewel, they came out in 2015. So that's a four year, yes. year difference. So something yeah, well, gave them interest. <laughs> all your friends are jeweling. I mean, it helped. Yeah, I guess I know it was all pods. <laughs> it was um, the pod device. And there was a lot more brands than just Jewel. Exactly. Um, and then, so concern over the gateway effect to smoking is baseless because you can see that the smoking rates have continued to decline by astonishing numbers after the peak you know, of that. And then freshman and sophomore vapors of 2019, if you look at now we're in 23. So now we're looking at those high schoolers from 2019 are, have graduated. You know, we've got the entire class by now, or some of them are, are seniors this year, but I think the freshmen from 2019 would have been seniors last year. Um, you would, if they, if they had become addicted for life, you would see those numbers have gone up. They would not have continued to go down. Um, so we know that that's just a bunch of baloney really. Um, and then uh, this one also shows that the high school vaping rates continue to decline after 2019. It shows that most of the middle school youth who were vaping in 2019 and middle school is not on this line, but on this one, but it's on the next one. But the kids in middle school who were vaping in 2019 weren't still vaping when they moved into the high school grades in 20 to 2021. Had they been, we would have expected to see those high school rates increase 
not decrease like they did in the following years after that. So that's something that 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 debunks a lot of those different things. And this is one thing that this chart does. But considering the but talking about the middle school, this one shows high school uh, current again, current is past 30 days, even one puff and um, middle school you've got on there. And also you've got the total. And it's important to know that total as well. They'd go out of their way to hide that until this year. Now they wanted that number out there. And I'm going to talk about why. Um, essentially, for this one, um, you know, from the last slide, we could see you can see here now that the middle school vaping peaked at 1.2 million past 30 day in 2019. Had they continued vaping, we'd expect those numbers to add to the high school numbers in the following two years. Instead, the high school numbers continue to drop dramatically. Um, the claim that here's another claim: vape, vaping so horribly addictive, and people just can't. I forgot to add that one to this. You know, it's so horrible, addictive. It's ruining lives. You know, it, it, it's it's worse than smoking because it's so much more addictive. Well. If it was so horribly addictive, we'd be seeing it in these numbers. And between 2019 and 2023, total vaping dropped over 2.78 million. This charts in millions, not percentages. So total vaping, high school and middle school, dropped 2.87 million. You know, it could be theorized that maybe the, the upperclassmen were graduating and we lost vapors that way. But that ignores the over 2 million middle schoolers who moved into the high school grade during those years. So clearly most of those middle school kids weren't so horribly addicted that they were still vaping as they moved into high school. And the freshmen and sophomores also didn't continue vaping or more start vaping because, again, the numbers kept going down. Um, and some of you may have noticed, and this is what I was going to get to before, is that the focus lately up until lately has been mostly high school vaping because those were the big numbers. Those are the ones that were shocking. Those are the ones, 27% of youth, you know, and then really, oh no, it's high school youth and no, it's only at least once the past 30 days. But those numbers sounded more alarming than when you include middle school. And now that high school vaping and smoking is clearly dropping, the narrative's changing in the reporting you might've noticed. They don't want to say that youth vaping combined is down to just 7.7%. And youth vaping, that's high school and middle school combined, or high, uh, smoking is down to 1.6%. Because it sounds so much worse to say 2.5 million youth still vape. You know, well, and yes, what's frustrating is they, they should be sitting here saying that's a public health win. You went from one in five kids that were vaping to one in, in 10. I mean, you have it. Yep. I'm getting to that. And it's, it's and, and, and then they also said, oh, and also look at, look at, it's up in the, you know, middle school, middle school now, now middle school is this horrible, you know, they, they basically ignored middle school. Yeah, in the last it, but that you're talking about, because they went 2019, they were harping on, on just high school kids, because it was like 30% or something. I've always done you when especially because I always look at the end with the YRB ads for state specific numbers, then YTS, I always look at US uh, middle and high school students. So I've always been like, okay, it's 20% of students. I know that one from 2019. I've said it too many times. It's like ingrained right. and everything. And but yeah, I've noticed it's funny that you you pointed out I also they've started putting um just overall, like ever use is now something that they're focusing on as well, because yep. they're focusing yep. on like, oh, I, it's like, <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah. Whatever like, number, yeah. But they're banking on the fact that most people won't know. And that's what getting to your point. To do the earlier, math. That that five point, it was 5.3 million total kids were vaping, had vaped in the past month in 2019. And that the middle school increase is just an estimated from 2022 to 2023 was 60,000 kids. That's their 60,000, okay. millions, it, it ticked up. And that's 60,000 kids who had even one puff in the past 30 days. And that 380,000, the 4.4% middle schoolers from 2023 who vaped, um, again, it's only 30, 380,000, it's not millions, but they, they, but it went up, it went up. And they used that, that number, they'll, they'll switch back and forth. And you have to notice these things, you guys in the audience I'm talking to now, I know Lindsay knows this and Alex knows this, but you have to, really watch how they're just jumping. They'll use this number instead or that number, whatever sounds the worst because they have to make the panic still continue. And so that 4.4% middle schoolers is also a 68.3% drop from 2019. And that's what Lindsay was saying is they're not talking about that. They're not talking about no. the fact that, you know, that when 1.2 million middle schoolers had said they'd had one path, one puff in the past uh, 30 days, the numbers from the following years clearly show they didn't get addicted for life, not even close. So now they're screaming about the middle schoolers who we have years of past experience showing when it was 1.5 million or 1.2 million, I'm sorry, in 2019, 
those kids didn't all get addicted for life. The numbers went down. So that's a, that's another, that's that whole addicted for life thing. There is your proof that that didn't happen, that that's not what's happening. And, and they're, 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 it just makes their panic about middle schoolers now just so, that much more disingenuous because they know darn well that 1.2 million kids were vaping. And By the way, and to interrupt, because I always want to talk about adults but every time that we're talking about kids and you got me and when you're going through all these everyday stuff. And yes, they're minuscule numbers. OK, but between 2021 and 2022, um, vaping every day among adults in the United States increased by 12.5 percent. Um, uh, yeah, so and then former and I mean, yeah. yes, overwhelmingly. Well, the, yeah, and what pisses me off too is the CDC has been looking at the at the adult numbers through the BRFSS, but they only give that data out for right now. You can get it for four years 2016, 2017, 2021, yeah. and 2022. Um, but they've been looking at it, I guess, going back to 2013. So you could have we could see a lot way better numbers on the adults you know oh yeah and 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 that's and the reason this chart was originally put created to counter glance's junk study who said that there was no correlation to the accelerated decline in smoking um and and this this just you can you like i said in my tweet or the Kassad tweet about it that you know you can go read his contortions and attempts to make it look that way and his massaging the numbers and and using this for this and that for that to in order to prove that there was no correlation or you can look at this chart where you can see in 2011 where they started tracking this stuff um in the youth they didn't start tracking the adult one until 2014 um, but they started tracking it and right there you can see that distinct little hitch that goes down and did it, it so uh, not only did it accelerate because it's the only thing you can think of that happened there, you know, <laughs> nothing, they didn't change anything else. They didn't like make cigarettes even more unaffordable because they were already completely unaffordable. You know, they they didn't have, they didn't ban more advertising that made a difference because then their stuff really makes a difference. In my opinion, um, people just realized that it was dumb to start smoking. So, you know, for their health, at least um, not that people who smoke are dumb. I'm just saying that that's the mentality now. But here, these two, the two things that it shows on here is that um, it, it exposes the lie that it didn't accelerate it, because you can clearly see that it accelerated the, um, the, yes. the smoking, smoking sped up, it, it smoke, putting smoking sped up. More people well, I, also, I, I think too, I think that the chart that you're showing right there kind of actually demonstrates that even if, okay, even if there's not even more pronounced accelerations, I think one of the reasons why it's so low is because the advent, like they would have hit a point where smoking, you're just going to always have a contingent of people who are always going to smoke youth or otherwise, um, more than likely because their parents smoke. I mean, that is the number one deciding factor on whether a child or a, a young adult does smoke or whatnot. Um, and I think, yeah, that you can, you started, I think the only reason that we have the historic, the lows that we have, I think back in 1998, when they started suing the tobacco companies, they had no idea that it would ever, they had to, they didn't think it could ever get the low 5%, especially the low 5% for like, oh, well, how many years now? I mean, yeah. it's been like consistently since you've had millions of e-cigarettes on the market, it's been the smoking rate among youth. And I don't think until, unless you have some policy that's going to make that completely unavailable i think you're going to have a bunch of youth that are going to grow up thinking yes i'm going to i'm going to use an e-cigarette over a combustible cigarette and you know what i know it's not a popular opinion and i'm not advocating for them to pick any of the other ones but it's better that they pick that one and then picking a combustible cigarette <laughs> you're not going to get argument from us on that one but this too also illustrates and i want people to watch what they're doing with this one because they've moved the goalposts on that you know, now it's no longer good enough that smoking is down well below 5% in so many different categories that now it's, um, that's why you're talking about, they're talking about, that's why they're doing the overall tobacco use numbers now. And they, they want to add everything together um, because they can roll in vaping as tobacco use. So now the evil tobacco, and that's why you have to call out when they say tobacco kills 460,000 people a year. Yeah, if you're specifically talking about smoking, that's it. That's that number. That that number is specifically smoking. Um, but uh, so now it's all about tobacco use. And then if the product product doesn't contain tobacco, it's all about nicotine addiction. 
you know, now, now we need to end nicotine addiction. They've completely moved the, the goalposts. Um, and once the next year adult numbers are released, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the high school rates for all to, uh, um, that like the, the high school rates for all tobacco use will, um, will show that, uh, what, what slide am I on? I slide two or slide three. Um, on the high school and young adult. Yeah. I think <clears throat> if you notice, uh, let me go to the next one. I think is it the next one that's got it? No, um, but I think I think we're going to see because what happened is they can't do that with high school because high school rates for all tobacco use, which includes vaping, dropped from twenty three point two percent in two thousand eleven to twelve point six percent in twenty twenty three. So even all tobacco use has gone down, and that includes vaping. So they, that again, they can't say, well, you know, it slowed the rate of. Uh, ending tobacco use because now that's the new that's the new what we wanted all along we'll just pretend that it wasn't about smoking it was always about tobacco we haven't been saying smoking for the past 30 years um but i think they're the ones who deemed it tobacco to begin with too i mean (laughs) you know right what what i mean is that for 30 years it was all about we need to help people stop smoking because smoking kills and then when they got enough people to stop smoking now it's a well what we really meant was tobacco and then now that the tobacco rates for kids are going to, well, what we really meant was nicotine addiction. <laughs> they just keep moving the goalposts, you know, so they're never, but the thing is, is you're not going to get people to ever hundred percent quit nicotine in all forms. So they're always going to have something that they can keep arguing and it's never going to be low enough. But I think that, uh, I think that once we get out, I don't know, would you think 2023 Lindsay is when they're going to have the next, uh, adult rates out? Uh, well, I have the 20, the adult rates came out of the BRFS um, for 2022. They actually published them early. I actually have those oh. numbers that I will have my 50 state analyses done hopefully by January. So, but I can give the numbers for this, this broadcast. You have them on the I Excel the sheet. They're just not, I don't have a graph. They're not sexy or anything like that yet and stuff, I, but it's I still... I well, only have adult the, uh, use overall isn't too much for e-cigarette use. Um, is uh, okay. So, um, in twenty twenty two, there was seven point seven percent of adults across the board uh, that were using e-cigarettes. Now, I think when I go to the other, the one that's me when I average out all my states and everything, that's up from six point seven percent in twenty twenty one. It's also up from four point five percent in twenty seventeen. Uh, so, and then you know, the better numbers that I think are better is the um, everyday numbers. Um, I mean, you know, they, that I saw that would just increase, you know, tremendously. Um, yeah, that was the numbers from earlier. So, yeah, the 12.5% of current, yeah, that went up from 3.2% to 3.6%, which was a 12.5% increase. So, smoking rates are down um, among adults um, at their lowest levels. I had to go to my other op-ed notes. Um, or my Casa notes, because uh, I pulled all these for you guys. Among all adults, that we had um, 13 per, 13.7%, that's down from 14.4% last year. So even like stand glance stuff, there's nothing in, oh wait, I can share, well, I'll, I can wait or I can share. I do have the graph that I did do of the, because um, that was the one thing I started looking into the BR, the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System Survey, which is the CDC's annual survey. And they look at everything. They've got, dem- that's where I pull my demographics. So I get like the age of people in any state. They pull uh, weight, uh, dental care, uh, women's care, everything, but cigar right. use, which is weird, but they do track smokeless use. There's just not enough people doing it for me to like find it worthwhile for me to be looking at it. Um, they had, like I said, they had this stuff goes back to 1995 for a lot of these um, stuff. The e-cigarettes that they only had goes back to like, yeah, it's like 2016, 2017, 2021, and 2022. So you don't get all those numbers. But um, the, when doing the numbers and even looking at it, there was like 20, over 20 million adults who were vaping in 2022. So compared that to the 2.25 million kids that were vaping, I mean... There's a significant more amount of adults. I, I'm done doing the percentage number game. Um, but oh, like yeah, Missouri Department of Health, like Missouri Department, what I'm doing for this year's state analyses actually is I'm going to do 2021 numbers, but it's going to be like, okay, for every one kid vaping, you had this many adults vaping. <laughs> so, and we have, you know, we for many- have a, we actually have a meme that, that, or an infographic that discusses that. But yeah, they like to play that number because, you know, percent of, 300 million 
versus, you know, 10% of a hundred million, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, 10% of kids are vaping and only 5% of adults are. Yeah. But well, 5% of adults is like millions more, like 10 times more million people than the 5% of the kids. But I was just going to say on this one, the only reason I was asking about that was because, you know, once the once we have those adult numbers, I feel pretty confident that like with the high school rates for all tobacco use that includes vaping, which dropped from 23.2 to 12.6, that overall young adult tobacco use will also have decline, which means vaping hasn't reversed the declines in tobacco use, you know, overall. Tobacco overall use. It's not overall it's, young adult tobacco use. Is, it's consistently lower. It's at its lowest levels. Actually, there's less uh, 18 to 24 year olds smoking um in 2022 then people 65 plus that was uh 7.3 percent of young adults are smoking compared to nine percent of uh people collecting social security um comparatively when you want to start looking you know just looking at these numbers back in you know 2000 uh 28 of young adults were smoking compared to 9.8 percent of 65 plus so um Look, pay attention now to the overall tobacco because they are going after overall tobacco and nicotine use. That's their new. Oh, wait, those are the numbers. And those are the numbers I noticed that I noticed like in the NYTS numbers. And again, we're going to have to, you know, you guys do better graphs than me. So I'm just going to give you this spreadsheet and you can like show it. But like in 2019, according to the NYTS, 8.8% of U.S. middle and high school students were using any combustible product. That is how much, per, what percentage higher than the 7.7% 7 .7 of kids in 2023 that were using e-cigarettes. By the way, 2023, 3.4% of kids were using a combustible product. So once again, Stanton Glance, <laughs> like screw you and screw you, Pape, and all you people sitting here <laughs> saying that there's like, oh, studies indicate that this leads to tobacco use. The F it does. Okay. There is nothing showing me that one. And I swear this next year, Alex, you're going to have fun watching me at these hearings because I think most of my written testimony is going out the window and I'm just going to rebut everybody. But I'm sorry, but that CTFK representative is wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but here's the thing but th that this chart, just to finish up on this one, is basically that you know, the adult data is only available that I that I had was through 2021. So that's why this only goes to 20, doesn't go through to 2023 with the kids stuff on it. But we can see that high school vaping peaked in 2019 at 27.7. And had they been so horribly addicted to nicotine, we should have seen young adult vaping rates after that increase dramatically between 2019 and 2021 as those high school students graduated and became young adults. Um, but it only rose from Young adult use only rose from 9.3% in 2019 to 11% in 2021. Uh, I went and looked at the, the 2019, I, I did my homework and looked at the 2019 and 2021 census numbers for adults in 18 to 24 to see what those percentages look like in numbers. And that was an increase of approximately 600,000 adult vapors between 2019 and 2021, even though there were 4.1 million high school vapors in 2019. So it's just, and that, again, that's just the kids who had one puff and less. But that just shows you that they're not having a lifetime of addiction. All those kids in 2019 who were vaping did not become hopelessly addicted and are now young adults who can't quit. Those are those no. are anecdotes. And they're the anecdotes. We're not allowed to give our anecdotes, but every kid they can find who says it was so horrible, I had to quit. Um, boy, <laughs> you know, I just quit. Usually they just quit. Um so this whole narrative of, you know, lifetime of addiction, it's horribly addictive. We need to get rid of all these things because they're so addictive. Uh, nicotine, so horrible, brain damage, blah, blah, blah. These numbers aren't bearing that out is what I'm trying to say. Not only does it counter what Glance's uh, study said, but also these kids aren't becoming addicted young adults, or you would see that adult number on there, the smoking going up. And you'd also see that vaping jump up because as those students in high school, you know, I peaked in 2019, they graduated in 2022, we should be seeing all of them now peaking in the 18 to 24 group because all those kids moved on into that next group. We're not seeing that. They barely, it was barely a blip. It went up by 600,000 vapors from high school between that, you know, 2019 and, and 2021. So, um, and then the young adult smoking dropped from eight to 5.3, which is a record low smoking, um, 
rate for the, that group too. So, you know, where did all those highly addictive youth, I highly addicted youth for a lifetime goal, you know, from 2019, where'd they go? Well, I don't, <laughs> yeah. And I don't see them also in the, um, the, once again, it's how they play with the numbers and the, so one of the things I did with the 50, the um, e-cigarette analyses, because what they're talking about when they want to bring up adult vaping, now they're harping on the young adults, the 18 to 24 year olds. So like I had to cross-reference a bunch of age numbers and stuff. It was a lot of fun math. It was easy math, but it was a lot of stuff. But what I did was starting to break down, okay, here are all the vapors in your state. What's the biggest age contingent of these? And what I found actually, my largest largest age contingent was 25 to 44 across the board, um, across all United States and everything. Um, 18 to 24 year olds, yes, they have a large contingent, but they're not the largest age. The largest age population is actually 65 plus, which was a scary when you're pulling out just age demographic numbers. Okay, um, but and they only got in 2022 only 1.3 percent of them were freaking uh, vaping. Okay, nine percent of them were smoking, guys. All right, so we need to like start convincing these people that, I mean, those are the people who are more apt to go listen to the news and think that youth vaping is a big thing. So they're not going to get onto the vaping train because they're afraid that they're, you know, helping you big tobacco hook the next generation of idiots. No, big it's the big help that's hooking the next generation of kids who are going out to these hearings, making a big deal out of something that's not a big deal because the numbers show it. I mean, like I, I don't know what I'm going to do next year because it's like we've seen it consistently with these youth numbers that they just go down, they go down, they go down. Now, I wrote, I was looking in this op-ed hasn't been published yet. It's kind of in the, um, but we've like, but one of the things that when we saw the youth numbers, because the CDC, like in July, um, funded by Bloomberg and with the CDC Foundation had done this whole thing about disposable e-sale, uh, e-cigarette sales and how they had this huge, massive increase and that, oh, it all had to be related to youth vaping. Now, I was kind of skeptical with those, you know, because it was like these numbers with youth vaping, they're going down, but we don't have it for going into 2023 to be like, this makes no sense. This can't be kids who are buying this or whatnot. But um, the numbers that I was looking at, so yeah, um, Monthly e-cigarette sales increased by 46.6% between 2020 and 2022. Um, they're in, in 2020 um, in January, an estimated 15.5 million e-cigarette units were being sold each month in the United States. This increased to 22.7 million um, units per month by December 2022. During that period, the percentage of youth who were vaping decreased by 28.2%. Um, from 13.1% of students uh, to 9.4%. Um, now, I, like I said, like I, I mean, that, once again, like so, where I'd rather see our government spending money on adult numbers. And one of the things that I know when I look at the adult numbers is I can't find out. I know they they do actually ask it. I look, I saw one of these states code the BRFSS, and they actually have it coded. So if they ask if they've ever smoked a cigarette, and then they ask about e-cigarette use, so you could actually get these numbers about okay, out of, out of the people who are using e-cigarettes in the state, what is the percentage of them that are are current smokers? What's the percentage of them are former smokers? I mean, and the, there's some of your data to show the efficacy. Here's some like actual government funded data to show the efficacy of these products. So just well, no, it just proves it. Well, yeah, yeah, it's all alarmism. And and now that I mean, they're still going on with it, you know, about youth vaping. I I, I don't think I think next year that we're not going to get faced with a, a massive amount of flavor bans. I think that these at this point, these people have realized they're spending a lot of money on them. That's and these these are they're just not going anywhere on this part. I think we're going to see some taxes though, um, and a Isn't lot of misinformation. Yeah, yeah. And two things on that. Well, first of all, going on the thing which you were talking about before, did you see that article about the study they did where they were looking at how many people in California were going online to find tobacco retailers? I did see that. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that what nobody seemed to pick up was they immediately went to, we need to close this gap because kids are going to get, kids are clearly going around and kids and kids and kids and kids. They never said it was kids who were doing the searches. There's yeah. no evidence that it's kids that were looking for their flavors that they couldn't get. And with the, yeah. with with the with the vaping going down, it's highly, like you said, it's highly unlikely it was kids looking for it because 
they're just getting it from friends of friends and friends, you know, and it's the adults who are going, damn it, you took away my, my blueberry or whatever. And I'm trying to find it, you know, but no, they had to spin it, but they didn't give any proof whatsoever in any of this, in the study or any of the articles that it was kids, but they certainly implied it was kids who were doing it. Now they have to close that loophole. You know, it's just, <laughs> well, I know it's not kids. I mean, and Altria did the one of the best thing that they did this year was that discarded cigarette pack study that went around oh, to trash God. cans and, you know, yeah. picked up, you know, discarded. And we are kids are smoking cigarettes. We know that one already. The numbers all show that. So this is only adults doing this. I mean, and what I when I did the numbers, yeah, the family saw menthol incidents uh, prevalence decreased by 13 percent. I mean, they were going around to work around products, but they were way. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, what they had figured out that over a quarter of the products and there were even non-domestic products. Okay, and they were international products. So I mean, it's just then that's those are adults. Adults are seeking it out and stuff. Kids already get it from a black market, so banning it doesn't do anything. I, I mean, I'm sorry, an illicit market. I know I'm not supposed to use that term, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. But to that point. Here's the here's one that looking at the flavors in the, the 2023 and that back uh, solid part, guys, who are watching um, that back graph is showing the what percentage of kids who vape are current vapors. Um, what percentage of them are vaping something that's not tobacco flavored? And if you notice somewhere between 2019, 2020, that was right around that area was when the pod and cartridge flavor ban was uh, the, the national one um, hit. And people should note that Juul had already gotten rid of its flavors before that that bans. A lot of people seem to forget that. Um, I forget, it was like a year or so before it even hit. Um, but still, they they still, and they, the government still says, and you know, the all the anti people are all like, oh, you know, Juul and their bubble gum and their, and their, you know, unicorn puke. It's like, they never had those flavors. You know, they're just lying through their teeth. But anyhow, if you notice that right after the federal flavor ban, what happened to what percentage of kids were using non-tobacco flavored stuff? And it just went up. It kept going up. It went up and it went up and it went up. And you know what? Because these flavors hook kids into a lifetime of addiction. Um, of course, Smoking and vaping just went through the roof as those kids using flavor. Oh, wait, no, that didn't happen. Gee, look at that. What happened there? <laughs> um, you see current vaping went down from the point. I mean, look at look at 2019, the vaping numbers. And then you've got the uh, cigarette smoking next to that in 2019. And 60, what is it? 68.8% of kids were using flavored stuff. They freaked out and banned flavors somewhere around 2019, 2020. I think it, I think they went to pass in 2019 and it finally got signed in 2020. I can't remember. And then it jumped up to 82% and then it went to 84 and then and now it's at 89%. But vaping is now down like less than half of that. So, I mean, and again, I believe this is, is this high school or is this all youth? Well, yeah, and all the flavors are up. And well, what does really piss me off too is in the nyts they ask kids why are you vaping and they literally almost half of the kids are vaping because of feelings of anxiety. the 43.4 percent cited using them these are the current users they use them because they were anxious stressed or depressed 43.4 percent nearly half of them the 13.2 percent cited using them for flavors interestingly enough Current users, less current users cited flavors than ever users, and ever users is like 13.4%. Uh, ever users were more likely uh, that it's like curiosity for it was their number one reason. Then it was like buzz, nicotine, and current users, it was self-medication, buzz, nicotine, curiosity, top three reasons. And these are over one third of students who are like all citing these reasons. It's less than one in five students citing flavors. So, I mean, and what pisses me off is that we don't have the, those numbers for 2022 or 2023. And something tells me it only got worse. Something tells me it's now 75% of current e-cigarette users are sitting there saying that they're using them because of anxiety, stress, or, or, or depression. <laughs> and which really. I have a what? question. Yeah. I, I have a question because of what you're saying. Um, you know, it's, <clears throat> we've been hearing all of the, the panic and, 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 and concern about young people vaping and so on, as we've been talking about for almost an hour now. 
But, you know, when I hear information like that, why kids are turning to any drug, honestly, and they're dealing with anxiety and depression and all of this stuff, I'm curious how much attention, and I know, Kristen, you have kids and, and Logan's there in the background with kids. Um, and I, you know, I don't have kids. And, and so I don't really know what the conversations are in school or what kind of resources have been made available to young people to help deal with this? Are they putting as much energy into addressing kids' anxiety and depression and lack of hope? A lot of kids are very concerned about the environment now. Uh, there's some, been some really horrible news stories that have come out in the past two weeks talking about you know inevitabilities in the future. So what have school districts, what have advocacy campaigns, uh, organizations done to pay attention to those things rather than just telling kids, no, you can't have this thing? I haven't seen, I don't think so, as far as I can see, that's what pisses me off about it. And that would be, those are the numbers that I would be more alarmed on. Like if 2021, we knew it was 43.4% of kids were using it for this reason. And we get to 2023 and we see that it's like, you know, a big increase that shows that there's something going on that's not big tobacco or flavors. And what are we doing to address that? Once again, yeah, blocking adult access to these products when there's something going on with the kids, you're not solving with the issue what's going on with the kids um yeah i mean that's where i that's really what gets said and like i know the youth risk behavior survey does ask kids about um you know and th their feelings of anxiety how many days i think the question is you know over the past like in, in, have you felt in the past month you know feelings of anxiety or hopelessness or depression or something for more than two weeks uh that you were unable to do your usual activities i think the other one the other ones are now suicide plans and they're across like from 2019 to 2021 they increase um which shows me that like which what you heard from what i saw when the ybs study came out that a lot of the opponent organizations were trying to be like well vaping causes stress or something it's like well they're not vaping anymore and the stress is up so what because if you took away their vapes i mean like with i like but like but it's still kind of it's a sobering and depressing stat to look at to see you know some of these states that was like, you know, over 20% of kids had made a suicide plan. I mean, these are, you know, 14 to 17 to 18 year olds. It's just kind of like, you haven't even had to deal with the IRS yet, kid. I mean, God, it's, it gets like, I, I shouldn't joke about that, but it's, but it's still kind of, it's depressing that we're so caught up with flavors and nicotine and stuff that we're not getting to that there's something going on with the youth of you know, the United States. Yeah. Uh oh, Kristen is is front. Oh, center. you're muted. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's the crazy thing. Sorry about that. I don't know how I got muted. Um, <clears throat> that's the crazy thing is that there's so many other things that kids are doing to dull the pain. I mean, they're binge drinking because once it got to you know, once they got trained to 21, 21 for the drinking age, a lot of kids are binge drinking because that's their chance to get drunk. You know, um, I mean, that happens. I live in a small town that happens in our town all the time. Um, they're starting to smoke. They're, they're doing drugs. There's, I mean, they never stopped to think that they were so focused on being able to blame the, the lung injuries from the illicit THC from the vitamin E acetate. They were so eager to blame it on vaping because they wanted to get rid of nicotine vaping that they never stopped and went, why do we have so many kids who are doing these drugs? Why do we have so many kids who are getting illegal pot vapes, you know, from the illicit market that they, they, they don't, they, that doesn't even occur to them because that doesn't matter to them. It's they're, they're too eager to get rid of nicotine. They're so anti-tobacco that nobody has stopped to look back and go, wait, all these kids, it was, it was illicit. You know, and even even our community did the same thing. We were like, that wasn't a nicotine, that was illicit vapes. And nobody stopped and went, wait a minute, all these kids are are getting illicit vapes and they're getting high and they're getting drunk and they're, you know, the fentanyl is hitting kids too. You know, there, there's there's just they're all they're doing these things, they're trying to dull the pain. The suicide rates, you know, are so much higher. Oh. You know, well, the substance gonna... abuse is up. Well, that substance abuse dying from substances too, because of the pill yeah. up into the, the illicit pills, and that's a the stats that I always put out because I know them too well. Between 2019 and 2021, the number of like 14 to 18 year olds or like 13 to 18 year olds um, who died from an overdose increased by 109 percent. Mind you, the number of kids vaping decreased by 45 percent during the same time period. 
So these, this is it because these kids are because the and we know that they're self medicating. I don't know any kid who's dying from a nicotine vaping, you know. But I do know a lot of kids who thought that they were getting an Adderall or a, a, a Xanax or something that was completely fake and illicit and you know manufactured to do to because there's a demand um, and they never woke up um, and that's all they were doing was to self medicate and it's unfortunate is that we have all these stats and these numbers and everything and our policymakers are still now pushing forward to put more you know substances into an illicit market um by you know banning flavored vapes or you know regulating them out of existence and everything um while sitting there saying that they care about the kids but they're ignoring so many of these things that are actually going on with the kids i mean I'm sure we're exactly. like with the Oregon thing that was brought up, the reason that it was on our radar was because, you know, uh, the anti-vaping groups, they were so disappointed that, you know, it wasn't being introduced and everything. And it's like, yep. you should be happy, you know, you vaping is down. <laughs> but Yeah, they, they don't, they don't think about, they don't think about all that. I mean, they're just so focused on nicotine and because big tobacco evil and all that kind of stuff and, and kids are dying. And all these are like you said, all these are in those numbers and they're not they're not talking about that they're talking about 2.5 million who had at least one puff in the past 30 days off of vape i mean and, and just so focused on it and just don't care about the fact that all the adults who are going to end up dying because they can't get this the these products because of that small number um logan just kind of messaged in the back here he said both his kids are in middle school and it's still all abstinence messaging and at the same access to counseling as what he had 20 years ago. Um, and there's just as much anti-drug use. So, so messaging. Um, and, and that's true. I mean, even my teenage daughter had got found, there's a cigarette butt in her pocket that she had picked up off the, she said she picked it up off the, the uh, sidewalk to throw it away. But um, she kind of like dabbled with smoking. She ended up vaping, you know, ultimately. But you know, she, she got called in suspended. I mean, you'd think she had brought a gun to school, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, just the way that they acted about this and just the knee jerk overreaction as far as punishment stuff. I ended up pulling her out and uh, she finished on with online school, but I mean, it's because it was just ridiculous. And um, the not to mention, thing I, I, just to, to add to that, those, those actions, those punitive actions also have an effect on a kid's you know, psychological, mental, emotional well-being. Yeah. So makes just sort of adding worse. logs to the fire there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes it worse. And I think the last thing I was going to say was just because we've been talking about suicide, I just wanted to put a message out there. If you're feeling anything like this, if you are feeling despair, there are so many different things. I will add a, uh, a hotline number after the show, um, or maybe Logan can throw one in the chat for us. Um, but uh, there's there's resources out for there. Please don't choose that. And um, to reach out and talk to somebody. So I just wanted to get that out of there since we were talking about suicide. <laughs> I do want to, um, we are fast approaching the end of the hour here sure. and uh, want to give everybody back some of their Saturday. Um, so I, I figure, you know, this is probably a good place to, to wrap things up. I, I know maybe we didn't cover everything, but are there, are there maybe, is there one thing or in particular, maybe we should address a little bit more before we sign off? Did you want to talk about any of those charts that we had up I before, mean uh, Lindsay? No, I mean, I'd rather give a call to action to everyone who's watching. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm one, you know, when you asked me to come talk about youth vaping, I was like, man, I'm so sick of talking about freaking youth vaping. I want to talk about the adult vapors. I want to talk about them and everything. Um, but I appreciate that y'all think that I'm like an expert on it and stuff. Um, <laughs> even though I'm still like, man, I, I really want to go put out my own disposable, you know, for six months <laughs> and stuff just to like raise money for advocacy. But, um, you know, get more involved. If you are a vapor, I mean, follow Kassat, you guys, they give out, like, I mean, Alex and I, I work with Alex, so, you know, he's usually telling me about bills or I'm telling him about bills and everything, you know, um, but we're only two people, I, you know, and I'm get confused. I get called big tobacco, big vape and everything all the time. So it's really consumers and adult consumers, you know, you guys are going to be the ones who are going to be able to counteract these, these youth vaping messages, um, you know, as long as lawmakers see you and hear your messages and everything. Um, I've got an idea. 
I, mean, I want to work with Kasa a little bit. Alex doesn't know it about like helping out with getting some, you know, giving you guys a script to use to like join on virtual hearings. It's so easy. I mean, they're and they're lawmakers, guys. Don't ever be afraid to talk to some guy. Okay, chances are your taxes are paying their salary. Chances are they don't know your name, don't even care about you unless you wrote them a check or anything. But they are voting on whether you're going to have access to these products and everything. So. Um, Make sure that you're following and anytime that you can do a call to action and just get involved, you make sure that you're doing it. Um, I always say it, everybody knows it, you know, as Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne, um, you know, when he was like, why did that library? He wrote a letter to his state lawmakers, uh, which I always liked about that. And, uh, you know, wrote him for two years, you know, then finally got a, a pity, you know, pitiful check, of like $500 or something. And when he finally got through to him and got what he didn't really want, he's like, well, I'm going to write him now two letters a week. So just as persistence and making sure that they know. So that's my little bit for people, you know, just make sure we got to keep the momentum up on our adults. Hey, well, Lindsay, on that note, how about um, I'm not sure if maybe the next show or the show after we have you back and just do a show about, hey, let's talk about the grownups. Yes. You know, what do you I, think, yes, I, We could do something I, like idea. that. I think, I think yeah, that but I will give you guys all the data right. and everything. I, you know, I mean, you guys can have all my data sheets. I don't know how well they're they're kind of crazy, but well, you well, that sounds good. And, and, and do something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, uh, well, our our people will talk to your people. Um, there you we'll go. Work exactly. It out. Um, and and that sounds good. I, it, if uh, if there is nothing, well, I'm sure there's plenty more further. But um, I figured this is probably a good time to end things. Um, hopefully we've covered a lot of ground here and presented data, uh, in a way that hasn't, uh, blown people's eyeballs through the back of their skull. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it does or feel like a fire hose. Um, but, uh, great, great graphs, uh, Kristen, and, and thank you for giving us some, some color and more content. Lindsay, uh, we do believe, I mean, you are the, the number cruncher here. Um, so, uh, appreciate your work, uh, and appreciate your, your dedication and passion for this issue. Um, and, and we are, we are immediately looking forward to having you back on in a couple of weeks to talk about adults. So yeah. hopefully all of our schedules align and we get that done. Uh, it is an important thing that does, uh, does seem to get short shrift in this conversation. Uh, well, now that we've debunked together. the whole youth thing, we can move on to the adult conversation. Yeah, we can finally, <laughs> finally, we can all move on. That's, that's yeah. what we were hoping for. Um, so, uh, with that again, thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Logan, for running things in the background. And thank all of you for joining in and participating in the chat. Um, uh, and of course, thank the replay crew for, for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. Make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button to uh, do the algorithm things for YouTube and so that you can get you know notifications. You got to do the bell for that. Um, and so that you'll know the next time that we're going live, uh, which will hopefully be in two weeks. Um, if you have not joined CASA, you're doing it all wrong leave right now, go to kasa.org, join. It's free. Really, what we do is we send out alerts. Uh, we send reminders that we do this podcast. Uh, Kristen posts uh, what is basically a newsletter on social media every week and uh, all kinds of, of juicy information in there. <clears throat> While you're at our website, www.casaa.org, uh, feel free to pick up some merch so you can advocate in style. We get a small percentage of everything that is sold through our online site. Uh, Danielle Jones has done some incredible graphics for t-shirts, stickers, mugs. I, I think you can get them on anything that you want. Um, so pick some of that up and tell all of your friends what's up. Um, you can catch this on the replay on all the places where you get your podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, I think we just have a magic place where we put it and it goes out to all the podcast places. So, um, that's that. I feel like, I always feel like I'm missing something. We always feel like we're missing something. Did I get all of the things? I, I was kind of talking to Logan about, about ending things, but I'm sure you did. The only thing I want to do, but I'd like to say really quick, I'm sure you covered it, but that, um, our Facebook groups are not even quite 7,000 people for 50 states. Um, we should have a lot. We have 200 and some odd thousand members. Please join your state group. We need to get those active. We need to get people joining. We need people. I could really use help from uh, some more moderators, some people in there to try to pull people from their state to join those state groups. So if we could get more people doing that. And um, our testimonial project has really slowed down. I'm just hardly getting any new testimonials. So it would be really nice to... Um, 
see some more testimonials coming in. So if you guys, when 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 I uh, tweet out or post on Facebook a one of those testimonial graphics or something about it, if you guys could share that and urge people to tell their story. If you own a vape shop, if you go to a vape shop, tell people to uh, about our testimonial um, project because we we really need to. We still have about thirteen thousand five hundred, a little little over that. So I would really love to see that built too. So something I say. All right. Cool. Well, with that, thank you guys again. And um, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Be kind to each other. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. A little self-care goes a long way. Uh, and so with that, have a good weekend. Alex, or not Alex, um, Logan, I'll do the outro. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, hang around for a little bit. We'll see you in the back. Everybody, thank you. Have a great rest of the weekend.